the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good morning to you. It's Thursday. It's a good day. Any day you wake up and you look down on the grass and not up on the roots is a good day. So uh, good morning to you. Glad to have you with us here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. I was just checking out the uh, app for THV Channel 11. They've got a story in it that uh, everybody should read. It deals with inflation and it deals with how it's affecting uh, grocery stores and uh, how they're dealing with inflation. Food prices up 13%. Did you know eggs year to year are up 32%? That's a lot. That's a lot. And I eat more eggs than probably most people do. I know a lot of people uh, eat eggs. You know, it's the uh, incredible egg. The edible incredible egg. Yeah, it's full of all vitamins and things of that nature. And they found out that they were wrong about the cholesterol and all of that in it. So now for people with high cholesterol, they'll tell you it's all right to eat an egg uh, and uh, to, you know, keep your uh, keep the, the 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 vitamins and minerals coming in that way. But they talked to uh, Luke Angelo, assistant manager at Stratton's Market. And he says, hey, look. We're raising prices, and it's not because we're trying to make more money. It's just that we're trying to stay in business, basically. And uh, one of our favorite people were uh, quoted in the art, uh, article, Dr. Jeremy Hopenthal, uh, and you know uh Dr. J from here on the Dave Ellswick Show from UCA. And he says, quote, grocery prices are up over 13 percent, which is more than we've seen, you know, in most people's lifetimes. He also explained that we haven't seen increases that big since the 1970s. Uh, the doctors kept a close eye on inflation and commented that if you were looking for some relief, well, you most likely be looking for a while. Not a lot of relief on the horizon. There's not a whole lot of silver linings in the data, according to uh, Dr. J. He says he's not the only one that has been keeping an eye on things. Steve Good, president of the Arkansas Grocers and Retail Merchants Association, has also been keeping a close eye. Here's what he said. I think the amount shocked me. I just talked about consumers having fatigue, and as retailers, we do too. You know, we don't want to pay any more for it than we paid a year ago. 
Angelo explained that they have also felt those things at Stratton's Market downtown, and they're just to continue doing what they can, even if that were to mean they can't make everybody happy. Just something to keep in mind. You know, prices are up, and it's a real deal. It's a real thing. You know, I, I don't sit here and talk about this stuff just because uh, I want to hear myself talk. I'm giving you the actual figures uh, that are occurring that, you know, buying a used car is year to year up 10%. If you're trying to buy a new car, it's going to be nearly 15% more year to year uh, if you want to buy a new car. And, you know, 15% doesn't seem much. And you know, somebody said, well, Dave, that's only 15 cents on a dollar. Well, okay. That's true. But what if you're buying a car that's $80,000? Now we're talking money. We're talking some money. Uh, if it's $30,000, you're talking money. Uh, you're talking real money. And that's that's important for people to, to understand. So uh, inflation is uh, is hitting everybody. Now, if you are... Someone who's uh, getting Social Security now, you know, you worked all your life, you paid into the Social Security system. Uh, now it's your turn to receive money from the Social Security uh, system. And you've been saying, you know, that's one of the legs of your retirement. Maybe it's your only retirement. I hope that's not the case. But if it is, uh, you're where you are, uh, you know, it is what it is. Bottom line is this you're going to see an increase. Uh, according to CBS News, uh, the nearly 70 million older Americans and others who receive Social Security benefits could get an average bump of about $1,729 next year, uh, which for most would amount to the biggest increase ever they've seen with uh, Social Security. Given current inflation trends, the Social Security Administration is likely to boost monthly payments by 8.7%, which would mark the highest increase since 1981. That, according to the Senior Citizens League, a nonpartisan group that advocates for older Americans, many seniors have suffered financially as this year's cost adjustment, 5.9%, has lagged. Uh, behind the uh, hottest inflation in 40 years. I mean, when you're on a fixed income, you've, uh, quote, retired, uh, you're not working anymore, you you know how much money during the course of the month you're going to get, uh, that's all you got. And you got to make it last. Well, when eggs over a year, from year to year, go up 30%, it's probably something that you weren't considering. You probably said, okay, eggs are blah, 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 a dozen, and uh, that's how much it's going to cost me. I'm going to be paying blah, 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 blah a month uh, for uh, you know living expenses as far as eating goes, and uh, that's gone up 13 14 15%. That's significant. That eats into that uh, that money that you have. And that's why when I heard that advertisement from David Lucas, he's right. 
How much do you take out of your, you know, your savings account for your retirement? You know, where do you remove that money from? And, uh, you know, how do you do it and still have money left over? Because most people who have saved for retirement or are saving for retirement are trying to have enough money saved so that whatever their, um, you know, the way that they live right now, how much ever it costs them, that's kind of what they want to have available uh, to them uh, when they retire. So, you know, you got to make decisions. And it's hard to make a decision on how much you should be spending if everything you're spending for is going up in price. Only thing that we've seen anything drop over the last uh, month has been uh, gas. Gas has come down by about uh, 10%. But year to year, it's gone up 25%. So that's something to keep in mind. I mean, I went and filled up the day before yesterday. And it was cheaper to fill up than it was earlier this year. Earlier this year, I was filling up, and it was costing me over $60 to get a full tank of gas. The the other day, day before yesterday, it was just, I nudged over $40. So I saved over what I had been paying earlier in the year, 20 bucks. However, deduct 25% from that, and that's what I would have been paying a year ago. So I'm still paying an inordinate amount more over. And look, that's going to go up. Let me tell you, that's going to go up. The reason gas has gone down, there's two, two main reasons. One, people are driving less. You know, a lot of people changed their plans about going on uh, vacation this summer because of the price of gasoline. They didn't go. So they didn't uh, use the gas. So uh, demand went down. Uh, When demand goes down, then that means uh, the producers have more. And typically when there's more of something, uh, the price will come down. And it it has. And on top of that, uh, the president in uh, all of his uh, uh, high-minded thinking uh, decided to uh, tap the, uh, the Federal Reserve oil. The strategic reserve that we've got, and he's been dumping that mar- that money or that oil on the market and suppressing the price of a barrel of oil. Now he's going to have to refill that. There's an interesting story about that uh, today. Uh, Bloomberg uh, reporting that the Biden administration considering replenishing the strategic petroleum reserve when oil dips below $80 a barrel. Just two years, just two years after Democrats blocked former President Donald Trump from topping off the reserve at a fraction 
of that price. Biden in March ordered the release of a record 180 million barrels of oil from the reserve in an attempt to stem supply shortages and the rapid rise of gasoline prices in the U.S. The administration now is looking to protect U.S. oil production growth and prevent crude prices from plummeting. Trump, in March of 2020, was looking to stabilize the oil industry after COVID-19 hit in 2020 and crushed global petroleum demand. You remember that. Nobody was driving. Uh, Businesses had shut down, so they weren't using oil. And because of that, uh, you know, up goes the reserve that they got. Down goes the price, so they're trying to figure, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to handle that at the time. And with oil at the time priced at about $24 a barrel, okay, Republicans proposed spending $3 billion to fill up the reserve. But the idea became a political football in larger negotiations on trillions in coronavirus relief with Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer calling that a bailout for big oil. Well, what do you got to do now that you got to refill the reserve, Chuck? And you can't get it for $24 a barrel. That's going to be $80 a barrel. Since the start of the year, the Biden administration has reduced U.S. crude oil in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to 442 million barrels from about 600 million barrels. So there's still a lot of oil there. But remember what that oil is really for. It's not to bring down the price of gasoline. That's not why it was there. It's there in case we get in a war or something like that, and uh, we need the oil to to uh, propel our production uh, here in the country, uh, to pr- uh, propel our tanks, our, our fighter jets, our ships, if we have to get into a shooting war with somebody. That's why it's there. All right, we got to get a break in. It's 19 minutes after 6 on the Dave Ellswick Show. David Lucas, uh, we just heard from him a moment ago. I want to remind you that something else that he's been talking about is this whole thing about buying precious metals. People realize that they need to add silver and gold to their nest eggs to try to hedge against inflation. I mean, uh, these food prices up 13%. You got, you know, cars, durable goods are up uh, just about 10%. Durable goods being, you know, new cars, used cars, refrigerators, washers, those type of things. And a whole lot of other things that are now up double digits as far as inflation goes. Uh, What you want to do is have some precious metals in there saw an ounce of gold yesterday was a little over seventeen hundred dollars an ounce uh, last time i had looked uh, several weeks ago it had been just around the sixteen hundred dollar mark and uh, so you need to know how to buy you know gold and silver you need to know how much you need uh, the economists that i've read are saying that you need about fifteen percent Uh, of your nest egg in precious metals. So what you need to do is call David Lucas Financial and talk to them 
and find out how to go about buying the silver and gold. Who should you buy it from? You know, how much do you, with, with the money that you have in your nest egg, how much should you be, you know, putting into your particular nest egg? Know what's going on for you. You are different than everybody else. So uh, 501-222-3315 is the number to uh, call. And uh, David Lucas works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers uh, in the country. And they can get you direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. 501-222-3315. That's David Lucas Financial. 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. All right, 25 minutes after 6 on a Thursday. Let's talk just a little bit about inflation. I know you're getting tired of talking about it, but I I hope that I can offer you information that will help you understand what's happening here in the country. All right, let, let me try to give you some insights here. Uh, the ongoing evolution of the forces behind inflation that's near a four-decade high has made it harder for the Fed. It's always Federal Reserve that's trying to wrestle it under control. What have they been doing? They've been raising interest rates. That's why when you, maybe you've been saving to buy a house and you've gone and you said, yeah, we found the house. We found the house. We crushed, crunched the numbers. We can afford X amount of dollars a month in a payment, and uh, we want to buy it. And this is what they're asking for it. And, uh, you know, last time that we were here, maybe a month ago, two months ago, you know, the, 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 the price of a mortgage uh, interest rate was uh, 5.3%. And they go, well... We need to crunch the numbers again. And you go, what? And you go, yeah, uh, price now for a mortgage, uh, you know, interest rate is 6.3%. And you crush the numbers, and suddenly now you can't afford the home that you were hoping to buy. And it uh, that can be devastating for people as they're trying to, you know, buy a home or whatever. Prices are no longer rising because a few categories have skyrocketed in cost because gas is up or whatever or uh, this is up. No, that's not it. Inflation has now is now moving into the worst stage, and that's where it spreads more widely through the economy. Why? Well, it's fueled by several things. One. You got uh, maybe you got more people, you know, go out there working. I mean, uh, the the workforce is what three point something million, you know, people working. Uh, three point six percent is what they say, and uh, you got all these people working, so all those people are getting a paycheck, and you got that, and they have their their paychecks. And that forces companies to raise prices because they're paying more 
for the labor costs. You know, it's it, you don't get paid six, seven dollars an hour now if you work at McDonald's. And a lot of McDonald's you get paid anywhere from twelve to fourteen dollars an hour. Well, those those costs are going to be passed on to the consumer by raising the cost of a, a Big Mac or whatever. I'm just using McDonald's as an example here. Happens at Walmart and every place else as well. And so uh, now that is coming back and you got more money, but you're spending more money to buy what you need. And so you got consumers now who pull back about how much money they're going to spend, which hurts the companies because now they're not making enough money to keep on the labor force. And if you tighten up the flow of money like the Fed is doing using raising interest rates, what happens? People start losing their jobs. So now unemployment goes up. We are in a serious cycle now, folks. I've seen it. I've lived through this before, and it is not going to be fun. It was during the Jimmy Carter years. It took a new president by the name of Ronald Reagan to change it. It took him a couple of years to get it with Volcker, who was the head of the Federal Reserve at that time, to get it under control. If you've not done any kind of historical reading, you need to do some. And know what you got facing you, and it won't be fun. All right, we got to get news. Let's get to that right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I don't know if they're still doing paving in Cabot, okay? I, I think they got that done. It's the lining that they're still doing. And I, I don't know why it's taking so long, but it's taking an inordinate amount of time for them to put the white lines. They're going like six feet at a time. I'm just, just letting you know. Okay, but they get the, the machine gets out there that paints the the lines as far as down the middle of the road, and then the the white line on the the edge of the road, and that's the one that I really want them to get on there because when I'm coming in in the morning, like at four thirty in the morning, I can't see the edge of the road hardly unless that line's there, and I'd like I'd like to drive on the asphalt, not on the dirt. So uh, please. To the State Department, get, uh, Highway Department, get it done, all right? Get it finished. And don't let the guys have a, a six-pack before they start where the lines squiggle all over the road when you first, like you first started. All right, we're going to talk about the disaster dash in just a second. Before we do that, I need to remind you about Pat Davis, who's another Cambodian. All right, lives out in Cabot, uh, Pat does. And he is a guy who will take care of your insurance for you as far as health goes. He can save you 20 or 30 to 50%. Take that back. And and the way he does that is that he makes sure you're not paying huge deductibles. I mean, seriously, what good is it to have the best health insurance in the world and you got a $10,000 deductible? Where you never even use your insurance. You're always reaching in your pocket to use your money to pay deductible costs or co-pays. I mean, there's nothing more crazy than going to see the doctor, and before the doctor can even see you, you got to pony up fifty, seventy-five, or dollars or $100. I just don't think that's right, and neither does Pat, and he wants you to get out of that. 
But to get out of that, you got to make some changes to your health insurance. You're going to have great health insurance, how, and uh, you're going to save money at the same time. Pat Davis can do it for you. 501-605-6935. Number to call, 501-605-6935, or go to yourhealthplanman.com. That's where you'll find him on uh, the internet all right carla and dana are here in the studio with me they want to talk about disaster dash that's coming up here uh, i guess this weekend this saturday is this saturday all right so let's talk about that tell me how this got started what is it about why are you doing it who came up with this idea well okay um well i will tell you um that we're doing this to raise money for first responders and people that are victims of disasters like Nat- natural disasters natural disasters like uh, flooding and things flooding. like that yeah okay and uh dana can tell us uh, the reason why we started this uh, we basically started this move up on the microphone there dana I need to uh, hear you. Our mother was very, very involved with uh, disaster relief efforts okay. and disaster relief groups. And after she passed away, we started this in her memory, really, to uh, so you're to honor, continue to honoring your yes, your mom, okay? Yes, and to continue the That's work cool. that she did. And uh, we have a endowment at the Arkansas Community Foundation and that's where the funds are raised for that. Okay. So r- right now what disasters have happened that you guys are you know putting money together for? Well, it all goes into this fund and then we can gift it once a year to um other nonprofits. Oh, okay. So, so it you, goes into a pool, you know. So, yeah. So yeah. it can spread over. Okay. Whichever is whatever's needed, because we're not really involved with where exactly pinpoint it goes. We just help them in the big picture. Okay. So you you identify, you know, organizations that are doing good work in the community, and you help them to be able to do that work. Yeah, yeah. Mom was uh, involved with the uh, disaster relief, uh, and she was also involved with the uh, uh, Southern Baptist Church, you know, on their uh, events. Uh, she was involved with Red Cross. Uh, she would help people, you know, when if they had a fire or something, she would be there. So, of course, we're just focusing on the natural disasters, but that's kind of how this organization works. It just, uh, we support their 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 organizations and raise money for that okay so do these organizations come to you and say hey we could use your help or do you hear about these organizations and you go out and you say you know we'd like to help you that's basically what we do we can we can choose an organization annually to make a donation Uh last year we did sheepdog Oh yeah, that, that's good so that's, organization. Yeah, they're they're really involved in disaster relief efforts after hurricanes, flooding, and that sort of thing. So yeah. they're, they for were people first who step. don't know who Sheepdog is, typically it's a lot of former military people mm-hmm. that are involved, and a sheepdog is the dog that watches over the herd, mm-hmm. okay, right. and takes care of it, and that's what uh, the, the, these people do. They they look out and they take care of the people that are in our community it's a great organization it really is started about 10 15 years ago it's not been around for a long time that's right in in arkansas and now it's nationwide they're they're great guys Mm -hmm. they were great guys i remember having them on when they first got started you know i i always kidded them because i 
I thought that they should look like the cartoon character. <laughs> Remember the cartoons yeah. of the sheepdogs? Yeah. And they would, they would say, show up and they'd have their lunch bucket and they'd say, morning, George, morning, Jack. You know, that thing. So anyway, uh, the, the, it's a great it's a great name for a, a great organization. Yes. It really is. Yes. So how many how many years have you guys been at this now? This is our third year. Our first year was in twenty twenty, so it was a virtual event. Okay. And so yeah. last year was actually COVID. our first in person. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. last year was very successful and a lot of people are coming back this year. Yeah. It's family runners. friendly. It's uh we've got a handicap section, uh, you know, kids and walkers runners so we've got uh it's fun for everybody everybody gets one of these t-shirts everybody gets a medal and all finishers um we have lots of goodie bags uh, with different stuff and lots of door prizes it's just a fun event okay so you're going to meet at murray lock and dam evidently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so why don't you talk about what time how do people get involved who do they call you know how much does it cost and all of that Okay. Okay. Uh, we're at Murray Park and Pavilion Five. Uh, we'll start. We'll start registration uh, Saturday. Or we've already started registration. Right. You can go to our website and register early. Or we will have on-site registration starting at seven. Okay. What's Saturday. the website? Uh, www.disaster-dot.com. Okay. Or you can Easy. find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. And thirty dollars a person. That'll get a medal, a finisher's medal, T-shirt, goodie bags, and registered for door prizes. And we have several door prizes. Okay, so you can you can run, you can walk, you can get in a wheelchair, that's, that's you can be like me, you can crawl, <laughs> whichever, however you got to do it. Is that the way that it works? Yeah, that's it, and it's a level surface, so okay. it's easy to do. Easy peasy. We, we had a four-year-old do it last year. Really? He completed it. Yes. Well, that's good. That was good. He and his mother. Okay, so uh, this is all the money that you'll spend, which is not a whole lot, but if a lot of people show up, it becomes a whole lot. That's great. And it all goes into a a general fund, so to speak, Mm -hmm. uh, to help people here in our state, correct? The money stays here. We donate to groups in our state. Okay. Like Sheepdog, they may deploy out of state but we don't right. need two groups in in the state of arkansas okay well that's this is good i like i like what you're doing it Thank makes you. sense Thank this yeah. is this is great things and i think this is really cool how you honor your mom yeah thank you thank, thank you, you. Yeah. this year uh we do have a addition to our event uh we are last year we had arkansas running man he's going to be there this year and then also this year we're going to have todd ucopi in there with us and oh, he's going to help with the, the weather, weather guy. Yeah. okay so he's Todd, coming out he is yeah so That's i'm excited cool. to have him and someone from the uh, little rock national weather service yeah. dennis is going to be there too okay so. that's cool so we're going to also focus on weather tips and things to be aware of and just kind of make sure people understand all the terminology and stuff like that of weather conditions. Well, this weekend is going to be warm. It mm-hmm. is going to be so warm. So with it going we'll to be warm, you should bring have, some water with you. We have lots bring of water. Bring agua. Oh, there's going <laughs> to be water and snacks for sure. Okay, so keep keep that in mind. Who are, is somebody presenting, going to present the snacks? Who's doing the snacks? Sponsoring yeah. snacks. It's uh, Edwards Food Giant here in Little Rock. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. You tell me all the people who are behind this. Everybody needs to get a, a free mention here, so well, we've feel got, free. We've um, got windows and more in Cabot. Those are good people. They are. They're I've very done, supportive. I've done ads for them in the past. Yeah. Love them. Um, we have 
two law firms, Dilk's Law Firm uh-huh. in Little Rock and Nash Law Firm in Maumel. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. And uh, combined insurance. Yes, yeah, that's me. There. That's you. <laughs> okay. And. So did you guys do all the footwork? Did you go out and see all the people and, and talk to them? Riley. Yeah. Um, have you got that? Riley Hayes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were sponsored last year. We have a couple of them, uh, last year sponsors that came back this year. We have several of them, actually. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, Frost Flying Service out of Mariana. And um, Grant. You got people from 20, all over the yeah, place. Yeah, we have 21 um, sponsors this wow, year. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. Light, Lighthouse Finance is financial service out of uh, Rogers, is actually. Man, you got people from all over the state we helping do. you. We do. That's good. That's yeah. excellent. And we're always ready for more sponsors, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be a sponsor and just if you want to without getting involved or anything we uh-huh. had a lot of individual sponsors just donate money to our calls okay mm-hmm. and we'll you can talk, do that on the website let's talk to that uh, talk to all of that when we come back i need to get a break in let's do that and then when we come back we'll talk further about what all you are, are doing it's the, the disaster dash it happens this weekend on saturday uh, it's going to happen at the murray uh, park it's a 5K run, walk, wheelchair, whatever. Uh, sign up for their virtual event if you want to. All participants will receive a finisher's medal, T-shirt, goodie bag, and official race time proceeds uh, from this family-friendly event will benefit victims of natural disasters here in Arkansas. To reserve your T-shirt uh, by, well, August 31st, we're past that. But register online at disaster dash. That's one word, disaster dash dot com. Let me tell everybody about PI Roofing. PI Roofing, Joel Johnson, good man, does great work. We talked to him yesterday. He's been a part of my show for 21 years. 21 years he and I have worked together. Uh, I've told you about all the great roofing uh, things that they do. And then he comes on and helps keep this show on the air. Well, he's expanded. They're much bigger than they were when they first started. It was just him and his wife when he first started off. Now, I don't know how many people he employs, but there's there's hundreds. There's a lot of people that he employs. And they do more than just roofs. Uh, If you need construction done, They'll do that for you, too. And it doesn't have to be something linked to, to a leak in your house or whatever uh, out of your off your roof. Uh, I'm, like I said yesterday, I'm going to give them a call and have them come out and look at my deck. I need some work on my deck. I want it done over the wintertime, so i got to talk to them about that. You need windows, they can do that. If you need siding, they can do that. If you need gutters, they can do that. They can do it all. But what they really do... And they do the best of, and I was talking about they're going to be doing Agape Church here uh, in the next few weeks, is your roof. P.I. Roofing, piroofing.com, or uh, you call them at 501-707-3115. All right, we've got about eight minutes left to the top of the hour. Don't forget, in the next hour, Joe and Duck will be here. Uh, did you hear about the new Ford? Uh, they're coming out with new Mustang, and it's not electric. It's coming out. It's got eight-cylinder engine in it, and or you can get a four-cylinder with all the, the accoutrements that give it all the power of an eight-cylinder. 
got a six-speed transmission, and uh, you don't have to have a speaker hooked up to it to make the noise of a uh, of a monster engine. It has the engine to make the noise. You know that. All right. So Carla and and Dana are here. They're talking about Disaster Dash, which coming up, which is coming up this weekend, and. Uh, I wanted to say happy birthday to Carla. Well, thank you. Today is her birthday, and congratulations on that. You uh, didn't have to do much. You got to stand here on the earth and make a complete rotation around the sun. And when we and we remember that. Well, thank you. Congratulations on that. All right, so let's. Uh, I had mentioned about T-shirts, and it had said here August thirty-first. But people who still sign up now until you run out. Can get a T-shirt. That's, That's right. Cool. Yeah, okay. and we have several left, and they're mm-hmm. they're cool looking. These aren't these aren't the the real cheap ones that you can see through. <laughs> they're you comfortable. Know, yeah. They're real, th- <laughs> you know, the real thin ones that you get from some races. That if you went out and ran and you sweated, it sticks to you. Uh, that's not the way these are. These are nice looking T-shirts. They really are, and I like the color combo. It's kind of a of a of a green and gray. Mm-hmm. You know, so they look good. You guys did Thank good you. on this. How long how long does it take to put something like this together? Does it take all year? It takes all year. And we do have a support person that does a lot of the design work for us. Our graphic uh, designer. Our, our graphic designer. Girl. Yes, uh, she's wonderful. She's uh she travels, so we never know where she is. Okay. She can do her work anywhere. So uh but she's very um quick on getting us what we need and she's great so okay that, yeah these are really cool nobody will wonder what the race was and we got all our right. sponsors course on the back okay and that's always good <laughs> and dana is really the runner of the bunch she does do you lot. run dana i do how much I've, do you run i haven't been running a lot lately because i've been organizing getting all this together okay yes. so. but i mean how much do you typically do do you do like uh, a couple miles a day um probably yeah. uh, maybe two or three miles a uh, couple three times a week when i am running you embarrass me <laughs> i feel she bad did, did. about it. i don't do that I, I should yeah she uh she does great she got me involved in it and i got real involved in it and i have been a slacker but i am with mornings like this you really want to get out and well and you don't like to get out when it's 98 percent humidity <laughs> and it's 100 degrees outside not everybody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter is a runner, oh. and uh, she runs all. She's run four or five marathons now, oh, yeah. awesome. and uh, she's big time in the running. I don't know how she does it. I tried to run like that, and my shins just wouldn't put up with it. <laughs> shin splints bad, and yeah. you know if you've never had shin splints, you don't want them. That's Let me true. just tell you, you don't want them. <laughs> all right, so the third annual disaster dash is this Saturday. And you want to be there at Murray Park Pavilion 5. Five. All right. Mm-hmm. Last year, people had a little problem finding the pavilion. Not this year. You know exactly which one. <laughs> Number five. Number five. And there will be signage up for you as well. This is a family affair. It is. You can do, it as, you can do this as a family. Let's say you, you're, you're the brand new parents. And you got one of those strollers that you can push in front of you. That's you right. can do that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're like me. You're as old as dirt. You ride to work on a brontosaurus. The bottom line is this. You can still, you know, get involved in this. I think yeah. our oldest runner that's registered is 79. 
Wow. So we have runners of all ages. So as old as I am, he's older than dirt. Okay, so that's good. That's yeah. great. I'm glad yeah. that you got all these people involved. Yeah. This is good. I mean, it's, uh, you know, getting involved with your community, getting involved with your fiscal activities, that's always good. And then meeting everybody and just having fun. And knowing, and for, for and knowing that yeah. you're helping people. Right. I mean, you are. You're helping people. There's nothing worse than be, to be the you know somebody who's been through a tornado. I mean, I yeah. I look at those four people over there and uh, to the to the east, uh, west of us mm. and uh, all the tornadoes that they have over in that area. And, uh, you know, over there, 107 and, and 5 and whatever, 64. And uh, I go, God, I, how, do you, yeah. how do you rebuild? And then two years later, you get knocked oh, down yeah. again. You know? Yeah. And it's people like you who make that possible. Mm-hmm. Really well, that's, do. That's, that's what, what we're doing. this is all about. You're exactly right. Helping the people that are first to respond to disasters show up, mm-hmm. you know, with the. Oh, you, so, you know, all this money is going to first mm-hmm. responders. These are the people that, as the rest of us are running away from the area, <laughs> they're running yeah. into the that's area. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's something to keep in mind. You know, yeah. police, fire department, EMTs, right. all of those people are putting their lives in jeopardy, typically. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and like, Arkansas Baptist uh, Disaster Group. That's our mother was really involved with that, and she was on the the meal, the kitchen team. They do a lot of work. I'm just telling you, the Baptist can be very, very proud about uh, how they help people. Because you know what, if you're somewhere and uh, you don't have running water, and you know there's not a grocery store is not open or whatever. There's a lot to be said for being able to sit down and have a hot meal. That's right. That's true. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're working. <laughs> well, you know, Carla, Dana, you've done a great job. Thank you. Keep Thank up you. the great work. Again, go to disaster-.com and be part of this this weekend. It's going to be happening at Murray Park Pavilion 5. <laughs> Pavilion 5. Tattoo it on your arm, okay? <laughs> They'll see you there on Saturday. Thank you, ladies, for coming by. Well, thank you thank for you. having us, and we're looking forward to this event. I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm glad that you're doing everything. They're getting up early on Saturday, earlier than even I get up, really and early. I get up early. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. we got more coming back. Uh, Joe and Duck are going to be with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Ellswick Show, fertilizer for your brain. That's what All I like right. to say. All right? Get a little fertilizer for your brain. Help you think the rest of the day. we got Joe. We've got Duck here. 
big story today in the uh, uh, out on the, on the web was uh, the CEO of Ford yesterday was in Detroit at the big car show. Uh, along the president was there. He was talking electric cars, but CEO of Ford was not. The CEO of Ford was talking about an ICE car. That's an internal combustion engine car. That's what the government calls them now. And it's the brand-new Ford uh, that they're building. And he says you can buy it one of two ways. You can buy it as an eight-cylinder, you know, kick-your-butt six-speed, or you can buy it as a four-cylinder with all the additional accoutrements that boost it to an eight-cylinder and give you a little better gas mileage along with a six-cylinder. Now, you can get an automatic as well, but they're, they're saying if you want a muscle car still, you'll be able to get it with the new Ford. And that's, you know, that makes me feel good that the CEO of Ford said, yeah, EVs have their place. But so do internal combustion engines. Sure. I don't know how they get rid of them, to be honest with you. I don't either. I have not figured it out yet. It would take 50 years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, more. I would say it's going to be even more. We'll be dead and gone before that ever happens. I'll be breathing dirt. Yes. As I like to say at that point. So just, uh, yeah, keep that that in mind. It looked good. I mean, it don't look like the electric one. The electric one doesn't even look kind of like a Mustang. This looks like a classic Mustang. I got a guy at the airport, at uh, Slane County Airport. He's a dentist, and he bought him one electric uh, Tesla. He got Tesla. Yeah. The little smaller one. Yeah. And I was poking him the other day. I was out there, and he was out there, and I was poking him about it, asking him some questions about it. And and I said, it's okay, so you drive it highway speed you know down the interstate 70 mile an hour what kind of mileage you know can you get on the battery charge and he said if it's fully charged which it very seldom ever gets fully charged he said most time we get about 90 percent in an eight hour period overnight he charges his you know he's got the slow charge house yeah and uh, he said i can drive about 280 miles before it's got to be charged again well, that's not bad. If if he look, used, I've said electric vehicles are great if you live in the city. He lives in Sling County. He drives out on uh, Cantrell. That's where his dentist office is. He's a dentist. Okay, so you know if you, you got know, if he said if we go anywhere besides me going back and forth to work or my daughter running around on the weekend, it, we go in, the, in our gas burner car. Yeah, I mean, look, Joe and I, just coming in and, and going back home from work every day are doing somewhere close to 80 or 90 miles round trip. Yeah, if you go to lunch and come back, you'd be spending, uh, you know, be driving 100 miles a day. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Easy. But he also said, Dave, too, if you got a heavy foot, like I got. Like I got. He said he'd get about 160 like Joe has. miles. <laughs> On on a fully on a ninety percent charge. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Do you, you read the rest of that article on Ford up there? No. That if you're going to sell, if you're going to be a Ford dealer, you will be required if you're going to stock any electric vehicles in stock. Okay. You're going to be required to spend one point two million dollars at each dealership to install three to four Chargers. quick charge stations. Wow! I saw I. I don't have the story in front of me, but there's millions of dollars going to be spent here in Little Rock 
for charging stations. I saw that yeah. the government was releasing millions of dollars. Million dollars. But if you don't, if you don't buy the quick charging stations and pay for it for them and the equipment and put them in, you can still sell EV vehicles, but you have to order them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't keep them in stock. Okay, so you can't put them out on the that's on the, on the dealership. Okay. Yeah. And, and we all know the best way to sell a car is to have one where people can see one. Well, if you can't sit down in it and road test it, it's it's to me it's a hard sell. You see something in a, on 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 a computer screen, you know, they can 3D it, flip it around yep. inside and out and all that, and you can do it. What they call a walk-through, set-through, whatever you want, a virtual drive, nah. That's not a real deal. Not no. until you sit down in it and I smell that new a, car smell. I did ask him a question about road use taxes. Yes. And I said, so do you get billed road use taxes? And he kind of looked at me like, uh... Not yet. Uh, no. And I asked him, I said, so what does it cost to... You know, buy your license every year and your taxes every year. He said, the license is the same thing as my regular vehicle. Right now it is. And the taxes no, is the same thing as my regular vehicle. No, it's not. No, it's not? Oh, it's not? No, it's not. My Did daughter works over at the DMV. Okay, so they add yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. If it's a hybrid, they have a flat fee for it. If it's in a full electric vehicle, they have a flat fee for it every year. they got to do something. And she said they're going to change that. Oh, oh, I'm they're sure. They're going to go to a mileage. To. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. Yeah. He said they already told him they're going to a mileage. Probably next year, starting the first of the year, because you know we got if we're going to put all these vehicles out there, we got to have the road use mileage to repair the roads, because that's how the roads get repaired. When I was well in Arkansas, well, it's not supposed to be how the roads get re- repaired. It's supposed to be because we pay an extra amount of sales tax for every year that's yeah. supposed to go strictly to the roads. Yes. So your fuel tax doesn't fund that anymore so no. much. Supposed to. Yeah. That's what they supposed to. That's correct. You know, there's a whole lot of money out there. Let me just put that. They could they could coat the roads with gold almost, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, you'd be, if you sat down and got somebody from RDOT to sit down and talk to you about this, you would be stunned at how many millions of dollars it costs just to lay one mile a road. A road. It's incredible. Saline County, they got their own paving system and everything to pave the roads and all that stuff. They said they can hire it done cheaper than they can do it themselves. Well, they got five guys standing out there holding a shovel looking around. <laughs> yeah. Instead of working. A regular general contractor, he's going to be out true. there on the job site saying, if you don't put that shovel to work, I'll find somebody that I'll will. I'll send you on home. Yeah, I've been listening to people. Uh, I've been listening to our traffic. It's been funny because the lady keeps mentioning about the continual topping that they're doing on Highway 5. They're not doing topping anymore out on Highway 5. They're trying to do one mile a day of lining. Well, I'm going to tell you. That's about how I, I see it. It's about one mile a day. Well, I don't know if they're doing it with a brush or what. <laughs> it's taking them forever. Yeah, well, they're not the fastest. And, you know, like you said earlier today when I was listening, I'm not sure if them guys either stayed up real late or if they're doing it at night. And, and when, telling, when they ain't, ain't nobody you, looking, they're the, sipping on the moonshine you, you out right. there. The first, That's the crookedest line I've ever seen. The first day when, yeah. you, when you come over the hill, if you're, coming, if you're going north on Highway 5 and you're coming up to 89. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at those lines, you tell me it doesn't look like that they hit a 12-pack while they were putting those lines well, down. They, I'm just telling they you. They overlaid I mean, 30 from yeah. Benton all the way to uh, Gower Springs. 
on the eastbound side. You be traveling down there and you cross a bridge, the white line, you know, they're, they're off about three foot. Oh, no. Then when you go off the end of the bridge, the line moves back over and starts again. Not good. That's not good. By the way, over the weekend, this being a part where we talk about cars and things of that nature, uh, the uh, I-30 bridge work that they're doing, if you're going eastbound now, they've already got you over on the new bridge. Uh, by this Saturday, they'll have you on the new bridge if you're going westbound. So all traffic will be have moved over yeah. to the new bridge. And I don't know what that's going to look like, and we won't know until Saturday, I guess. Hopefully, they don't have you know the squiggly lane that they they have out there right now i mean that that's amazing early in the morning when you can't see the lines you know you can you can go to i drive arkansas and they've got some cameras up dave that the highway department has uh-huh. all over the state of arkansas yeah. sure you can, and you can look at that you can watch that construction that's pretty it's cool it's a live camera view it's got both directions coming across that bridge so you can see the new bridge, the old bridge, and when the lane shifts, you can look at it ahead of time. So when you get there, you'll know, well, it ain't going to be like it was last week when I drove it. So right. I better be ready. But you can actually see the lane shift and look at it. On, well, they're on working, on, tele- they're on, working on the flyover lane now uh, coming off of uh, I-40 on the I-30 uh, over there on the, uh, I guess, what's that considered over on the westbound side or eastbound side so yeah. that's going to be kind of interesting to see when that's all done yeah i went through there the other day and they've got the underneath the, the old overpass yeah they've got it narrowed down to two narrow lanes through there i mean real narrow it looks like well we still got two more years on I-30. It's going to take a while to get that all done. Oh, I don't figure they can get, get that all that done, too. Uh, how long is it going to take them to tear the old bridge out, though? Well, that's, we'll find out. They're going to start next week. They're going to start taking it out. Unless they do it like they did the one down there at Broadway. Put the dynamite to it and pull it out of the river. Try. Well, yeah, try, try. try to take it down. I don't think that guy will be back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think they got somebody else to do yeah. it this time? Nah, I don't call that guy. He wasn't that great last time. <laughs> uh, that's pretty crazy. I mean, seriously, I've never seen here in this area that many big cranes in one area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of big cranes in that area. Anyway, we got to take a break. Let's get that in. Uh, for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll come back and we can talk further about that area. Just know that uh, all the traffic going westbound starting Saturday, when you go over the bridge, you're not going to be on the old bridge anymore. You'll be on new concrete. Brand new concrete. Yeah, they were out yesterday. Uh, They had uh, the trucks were lined up for maybe a, a mile and a half full of asphalt as they were laying the asphalt down to be able to do that for this weekend. Hey, don't forget about uh, East End Towing. They're out there ready to help you. Uh, When you need a tow truck, you you want somebody who knows what they're doing. The last thing you want to do is end up in an impound lot. So call East End Towing. They are uh, 
you know, very, very uh, knowledgeable about everything. They know the difference between a private property tow, a public property tow. Uh, they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. All their trucks are permitted. And East End Towing's the way to go. 501-888-8849 is their number. 501-888-8849. Joe and Duck are here on the Dave Ellswick Show like they are on every Thursday Right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Back with you, Joe and Duck are here like they are on most Thursdays. You got a question for them, 501-823-0965. That's the number to give them a call. And Heidi will set you up, and uh, you'll get your chance to talk to these guys and let them use their experience to try to help you. I just uh, I got a hold of... Uh, of RD last night asking for the little hubcap for my rear wind uh, wheel on the mm-hmm. thing. He says, yeah, I got extra ones of those, Dave. I'll, fig- Good. I'll find one for you. So I got to get that from him. Uh, I'm putting new tires, putting new rubber on the uh, Ellsberg Mobile uh, today. I'm taking it over to Joe after I get off uh, the show and leaving it there while I go do a lunch meeting and they'll... Uh, change out the tires joe says well what kind of tires you want and i said yeah, nike or adidas what you know yeah <laughs> you know let's just Air go Jordan. let's just go with the ones that we've used the last uh, few times that we've done. yeah what was it uh, we've been using korean tires i think hankooks hankooks yeah, yeah. south Korea's. all right so john has a 2009 toyota tacoma this is a four-cylinder 2.7 liter engine in it he says, I got this 2009 uh, with four-cycle uh, engine. Uh, it has 130,000 miles. The slip indicator light and the check engine light both came on. Did a scan, and the code was Bank 1 and P0420, which is catalyst system is below threshold. So I replaced the oxygen sensors and cleared the code. After about 30 miles, the lights came back on. My non-mechanic friend suggested that my engine might be using oil and was following the sensors. I thought that might be logical. Although there was no smoke and no drop in oil level, I tried some oxygen sensor spacers to get the tips out of direct flow. Didn't work either. The lights still came on. I did another scan, and the new sensors seemed to be working, and the upstream sensor tested out at... 750 degrees Fahrenheit, and the downstream sensor was 532.3 degrees Fahrenheit on warm-up. Once cleared, both lights come on and remain on after about 30 miles. So he's always he's always going back to the same spot that he starts at, mm-hmm. guys. So I'll let you talk about it. Well, it's it's it is what it is. You know, the track lights is on because it's got a code in the engine computer for the. O two's not reading right. When when they when they call cat efficiency, it means that the front O two, whatever the richness is of the fuel, when it goes through the cat and comes out the back of it, it should read leaner there. And there's a window. If it's outside that window, it's going to set a cat efficiency code, right, Doug? Yep. And and and, and go ahead. And, and the thing about it is, Joe, he replaced the oxygen sensor. And it didn't even have a code for the oxygen center. It's got a code for the cat, you know. Yeah. Insuffi- and basically, it's insufficient. And and generally, we see O2 codes all the time. We see cat efficiency codes, but it could be a fuel management problem, correct? Exactly. Could be a thermostat stuck. 
Could be a mass airflow dirty. There's a lot of things could be wrong. We could have an injector leaking. It, it, it's, it, it could be any number of things, but we don't have enough data here to actually help this guy other than we can honestly tell him that replacing the O2 sensors and at 130K with a Toyota, if it's been running right, it don't need a cat right now, does it? Does no. It? They no. usually run two hundred something thousand before yeah. they wear out. But so. it, you know, but it could be that it's got a, a thermostat stuck wide open mm-hmm. and it's pouring the fuel through it, and that will get the cats on them. And yeah, just screw it up. I can tell you, yeah. if you pour fuel through your cats, it messes them up. But like we was talking, mm-hmm. you know, before we went back on, we need to know what the the fuel trims are. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of information you need to know before you just start throwing parts at it. Yeah, he needs to quit working on this and take it to somebody and quit relying on his not-a-mechanic friend to <laughs> diagnose it for him. Never heard it put yeah. quite like it. Yeah. Well, but anyway. Well, here's the thing about it. When you go, if, if he's listening, and you take your car into a bumper-to-bumper certified service center, please tell them you've been working on the car and here is what you've done. Yeah, please do that. It helps us because it gives us opportunity to say, all right, well, he's changed this, this, and this. And then we automatically know two things that are going to happen here. Are we fixing the original problem or one that got created along the way? Yeah, it and tells you guys where to start. Problems. Yeah, it you tells know. you kind of an area to start at. Yeah. But you may be repairing the problem that he created. Uh-huh. Then you got to go back and repair the problem that started the whole yeah. mess. So. You know, we need to know all that information. And if you go somewhere, do not let them clear the code out of it before no. you bring it to us. Uh, see, no. the difference in this is working on a car is one thing, but fixing a car is another. We we don't work on cars and trucks. We fix them, right, Doug? Exactly. And you know how we do that, Dave? We test, not guess. We don't rely on the non-mechanic friend down the streets to give us <laughs> advice on how to fix it. That's right. Don't do that. Yeah. All he said, non-mechanic guy said, well, maybe you get oiled. Yeah. That's following things up. And the guy said, you know, that's a logical thing to say. But it doesn't necessarily mean that's what the problem well, was. He, so he, keep that in mind. He kind of answered his own question on it because he said it's not using oil and it's not smoking. Well, yeah, because he, yeah, he, he made the statement. He says there's no smoke and no drop in oil level. Well, yeah. if you're using oil, it's going to do one of those two things, probably both. Yep. So keep that in mind. All right. Corey has a 2004... Ford Explorer, Eddie Bauer edition. It's a six-cylinder, four-liter engine. It says, I'm not getting any power. I replaced a dead battery in my 2004 Ford Explorer. After replacing the battery, I tried to start the vehicle. It started to turn over. Then I heard a loud popping sound. That's not good, by the way. No. And now I have absolutely no power. No lights, no dashboard activity, nothing. I bet he put it in backwards. You got it, Dave. Installation error. Yep. And you know what? You probably just cost yourself a lot of money. Absolutely. I, I'm just telling Joe, break. I got a Toyota that uh, his son put the battery in backwards, and I'm up to about three grand now to fix it so far. And I've got it started. It will start and run, but I got some stuff that's still not working, like the ABS module's not working. All those computer modules, you probably shorted them out. Well, burned them out. Reverse polarity, no electronic piece of equipment likes that. No, they don't like it running backwards. Usually makes the magic smoke leave. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite statements from when Joe. The smoke's Russell. gone, 
it don't work no more. When I finally the smoke got a, comes out, you I, can't put it back in. I finally got a new ECM for it, and he pulled it off, and it stunk so bad we had to set it outside the building. Really? Yeah. It let all the magic smoke out of That's it. That's not nice. That's not nice at all. All right, you guys relax for a moment. Take a sip of your uh, drink that you got with you. And uh, I will tell everybody that we are going to be back in just a moment after we get done with Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly's coming up and uh, has some things that he wants to talk about. We'll tell you a little bit about Bumper to Bumper when we return. And Annie has a 2006 Mini Cooper four-cylinder 1.6 liter uh, if you don't take it over there to uh, the folks uh, on the uh, west side of the city we'll tell you exactly where to go to get a mini cooper fixed you got to go all the way to memphis it's dave ellswick show seven thirty. back with you it is the dave ellswick show let's talk about bumper to bumper bumper to bumper uh, they're happy they got up this morning and there's not going to be a rail strike, it looks like. Sure. Which means uh, they should be able to get their parts still to them without uh, much delay. That was the big worry. If they'd, if they'd gone on strike, agriculture in this country probably would have come to a halt. Well, you know, Dave, they, they quit taking grain last week. They won't. They want load more, no more grain on trailers. Well, they can now. Yeah. They can now. They, they, they came to an agreement. Push came to shove, and they yeah. figured it out. We're good. I'm glad. Yeah, so am I. I, I you know, we you need know. we need auto parts from a good parts place like Bumper to Bumper, and we don't need them to have no more logistics problems with transportation. Than they already huh? have. Yeah, we're dealing with it right now. We don't need any more, do we, Doug? Every day. And those guys do a great job at Bumper to Bumper keeping us supplied, and they got the best parts, the best price, the best service, and, hey, we're proud to be with them, aren't we, Doug? Yes, you know, and speaking of that, you know, I've I've looked yesterday all day for two ECMs. I for got, what? Both of them are Cummins. One of them's an older Cummins, oh, okay. a '98 model. One of them's a '13, '14 uh, school bus. But uh, I need an ECM for both of them. And problem is, there ain't no cores out there to build because all the cores are bad. Because you can't get drivers for them. But Joe was telling me a place up in Iowa, was it, Joe? Yeah, it's Moscow, Iowa. And I'm going to call them when I get get off from here and see if they got one or see if they can repair mine. Okay, so that Moscow, Iowa is probably out in the middle of a cornfield somewhere. Probably. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to just assume that that is where they're going to be at. Hey, if they fix it, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care where it's at, do you? Nope. All right, well, we're going to talk about Annie. Annie's got a Mini Cooper. By the way, uh, Mini Cooper closed all their dealerships here in Arkansas. So if you need an oil change or you need to have your car uh, worked on, Adam will do that for you over at Pinnacle Auto uh, on uh, Henson Loop in 1905 Henson. He handles uh, foreign cars, and one of those foreign cars that – they uh, that they handle. Ryan used to do it, then he sold to Adam, and Adam does it now. Uh, is uh, Mini Coopers? Uh, my daughter bought a Mini Cooper. She loves her Mini Cooper. I look at them and I go, eh. I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. But that, Annie's got a 2006 Mini Cooper, four-cylinder, 1.6 liter. Uh, when I go to park from drive, the car will clunk one or two times. Seems like it tried to placed the pall to park but missed and then t- tries again and catches it's not all the time 
there, uh, there is some rollback as well, but not dramatic, maybe a couple inches total. When I put the, uh, I'm looking at this, trying to read it, put the emergency brake. e-brake, you know, the emergency brake on, and shift into park, it sometimes clunks as well. I tried putting it into neutral, uh, e-brake park, and it will sometimes clunk there too. No other, no other issues are present, however. Two weeks ago, I thought something was wrong with the DSG, so I took it in, and the mechanic looked it over and said there wasn't anything wrong with the transmission. I had a bad crankshaft position sensor and intake manifold. Well, I got an idea on that, Dave. Okay. Two things she said in there that kind of look funny is that they checked it and they said she had a bad crankshaft position sensor and the intake manifold. If the intake manifold is, is leaking and a vacuum leak, the engine's going to be idling too fast. Yep. When you put it in you take it out of park and you put it in reverse, it's going to clunk real hard. And the double clunk sounds to me like it's got a busted motor mount. What do you hey, think? That's what I was leaning towards, the double motor mount. And, and like Joe said, like the intake, uh, it's probably got an intake leak and it's idling on about twelve or 1,300 RPMs. And it's going to slam in harder when it does that. Well, yeah, I mean, the car wants to be going at that. So doesn't she doesn't want to be sitting still. She probably needs to repair them two problems and then try it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the first thing, two things to do right there. All right. And to get it done, again, I'm going to just tell you here locally, take it over to Pinnacle Automotive at 1905 Henson Loop Road and talk to Adam. Their phone number, by the way, is 501 227 because... You know, Mini Cooper closed up here in uh, in Arkansas. If you want to get a, you know, you're supposed to get your oil changes and stuff, part of your deal, you got to go to Memphis, get those oil changes over there. Yeah. It's the nearest dealership Yep. over there. Although, I'm sure Adam can work something out for you. All right, Stacy has a 2013 Dodge Dart RT. It's a four-cylinder, 2.4-liter uh, says, my car stalled while I was driving it. First, it did a little sputter as though I was running out of gas. I had a quarter of a tank. Then it stalled. Checked the timing belt. It's in good shape, has all its teeth, and goes round and round. Did oil pressure check. It's good. Replaced the fuel pump. Still cranks, but no compression. A few times it would start an idle rough, but then it dies again. What do you think? Well, I wish we had a few more, uh, a little more information here. That year model 2013, it says it probably due for a time belt. I don't know if it's had one put on it. Now, a belt can get can get loose and jump without tearing the teeth up, can it, Duck? Yes, it can. Now, I don't know if that's what's going on. It could be a crankshaft position sensor. Those little engines back in those years, they were bad about the crank sensors going bad. Yep. And, you know, we just don't really have enough. Yeah, and another thing, too, Joe, uh, how does he know it ain't got compression, you know, if he ain't checked it far enough? and You know, but it will jump time without it tearing the teeth off. Yeah, it can do that. And if it gets one or two teeth out just enough, what will happen is it will flood, and then it will wash the cylinders down in the crank like it has no time, no yep. compression in it. So. He's going to have to get it to a shop and let somebody that knows what they're doing look at it. Yeah, okay. Because you can go in there with a computer and look at it and 
you know, you can tell if if the crank sensor and stuff is out of sync. Yeah, and just need a good scanner on it and do some basic testing and probably diagnose that one probably in 30 minutes or an hour tell them what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do one more question before we break. Gavin has a 1998 Mazda Prodigy. It's an LX, four-cylinder, one-and-a-half liter. Can't get the car to start without starting fluid and can't keep it running after using starting fluid. I've checked the plugs. The battery's good. The fuel pump turns on. This is an autocross car and has been in a few crashes. I am lost at this point. Don't know what else to check or do to get it running how it should and for it to stay running well, take it to a shop take it take it to a bumper to bumper certified service center that's what you need to do yes any question any yeah. ideas of what might be wrong here well or is it just what they're saying that it could be a multitude of things wrong here well, it's not getting fuel. He's spraying uh, starting fluid. Yeah, in it. it's it's a fuel pressure issue. Yeah. Now why? It could be the pump's bad. The age of the vehicle says it probably is. Yep. You know, it could be a relay. It could be a control circuit. Uh, but you know, it could be you, a pinch wire where it's been wrecked. Pour, you pour gas in it and it'll run. What's your problem? It needs gas. Yeah. What's the supply for that? It's an electric fuel pump in the tank. You know, and, and and it's not a question: is your fuel pump going to wear out? It's a question of when. Yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of days. You know, absolutely. It goes out, and the thing about that one is, you can pull the back seat and put a fuel pump in it without pulling the tank down. Really? Yes. It's got a plate in the back seat. Well, that makes things a lot easier. Just because you can hear that pump turn on, it doesn't mean, mean it's pumping any fuel. You need to do a fuel pressure test on it. And if you do have good fuel pressure, then if you're not, if it won't start, then are you getting the injector pulse to pulse the injectors to let the fuel spray in the engine? Basic testing here to see what's wrong with this. It will make, it'll make life a whole lot easier. All right. Keep in mind what they're telling you. All right. We'll be back. We've got to take a final break here. Let's find out what's happening as we get into the last year. The What's going down with the Travs? we got one last segment here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show for the uh, 7 o'clock hour with Joe and Duck from uh, Joe's uh, Garage, Duck's Garage, both certified service centers from bumper to bumper. By the way, uh, we said Adam was who you should ask for over a pinnacle, and we were wrong on that. It is Austin. Sorry, Austin. Yeah, yeah. I should have remembered that. Yeah, I got I know Austin. Better. I know better than that, too. So, Austin, if you called and asked for Adam and they said, there's no Adam here. Adam ain't right. here. Adam <laughs> isn't there. Uh, call and ask for Austin. Yeah. And ask and Austin to help you out if you need something more. Dave, on that's my Mini fault. Cooper. I'm the one that told you that, and I told you wrong, and I apologize that's to okay. Austin. And, but and see, I had him if he gets a bunch of errant phone calls. <laughs> I got the I got the old uh, the old uh, list and it said Ryan and I knew that wasn't right. Ryan had sold out. I knew that. All right, Roger has a 2000 Chevy Camaro, six cylinder, 3.8 liter. It's got noise from the front wheel when steering left. Hmm. Uh, car makes a humming noise when steering to the left at highway speed. Noise comes from the left front wheel. It goes away immediately when the wheel is straightened out or turned to the right. Not noticeable at low speed, not a result of applying the brakes. First thought is a wheel bearing issue. Could it also be a wheel balance problem? Thinking about swapping front tires and seeing what happens. Any other suggestions? 
put a wheel bearing on it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. When as soon as I saw front wheel when steering left, mm-hmm. made me think that it was a wheel bearing. Why is it that? Well, because the, the, those are hub assemblies. They got inner and outer bearings on each side. So you got a left front hub assembly with the outer bearing and inner bearing. Right front hub assembly, inner bearing, outer bearing. When you steer it to the left, it puts weight on the right side bearing more because the weight shifts over. If you okay. steer it to the left, you load the left front bearing. So you can go drive one, and me and Duck done it a thousand times, hadn't we, Duck? Yep. Go get in the parking lot. Yeah, and just, it, it, and you know, you can go down, you know, some of them, when they first start making noise, it'd be whining at a higher speed and at a low speed they'll still do it you just have to listen for it yeah you got to pay attention to it well Most, you know the same, the same way with cb chefs you know they come in hey i turn my wheel to the left and it pops real loud and you go down there and get on the parking lot and yank it to the left and you'll hit pop, 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 go on back and put a cb shaft in it and but it needs a wheel bearing in it it's it's what's wrong i know that i feel what kind of car i had but the wheel bearing was going out mm-hmm. and i could hear it humming yeah all right and i drove it so long <laughs> i was driving <laughs> down the road and all of a sudden it was smoking yeah. <laughs> that sucker was hotter than you could i'm glad i didn't reach down and touch it it would burn me good so th- this is a 2000 Chevrolet. yeah mm-hmm. uh he just well replaced both of them exactly because the other one is coming shortly a lot of times we'll do this and we'll say all right we can hear one of them and i'll tell my customer i can hear the one over there that you're complaining about but when i fix it and it's really really quiet you're gonna hear the other good one. chance if you go drive it you're going to hear a little bit out of the other one because they're both born on the same day right yeah both have the same amount of miles on them so i recommend just like duck said do both of them right now or we can do one now and we can do one two or three months from now that's up to you yeah, and, and that's what I tell them. You know, we're going to shut this one up, but you're probably going to hear the other one. And most of the time, uh, you know, a customer will say, well, let's replace both of them and get it done with. A lot of times when you're driving a car and that bearing starts going bad, it gradually starts making noise. Yes. And if you're the operator of that vehicle, that becomes normal road noise for your vehicle with you driving it because it has crept up on you. Right. And somebody that doesn't drive it, everybody sits down in it and goes and drives it. Says, yeah, man, can't you hear the wheel bearing roaring? I had a, I got a motorhome <laughs> out there. The guy complaining about it has got a shaking in the front end. And uh, Russell said, would you go drive it for me? I ain't got time. So I could go get on the interstate and go down to Bryant, turn around and come back. And I asked the customer, I said, if you not notice this thing, is like pushing a wet noodle down the highway. I mean, it's just he said no not really but he's been used to driving it steering is so, that yeah. that slack huh oh yeah the the idle arm pitman arm about to fall off of it oh no that's not good you know and, and uh, a couple inches slack in the steering he thinks it's normal yeah you know and and you know he's and i said that's not your problem you, you the vibration is coming out of the rear because it's in the seat the steering wheel don't shake but the seat sits there and goes down the road you know just quivering and uh-huh and uh so they jacked it up yesterday and was rolling the back tires, and it's got a knot on the right rear. And the front end needs a little bit of work to it. And he said, okay, I'm going to leave it. Just fix it. Yeah, that's what you usually do, isn't it? I mean, yep. you find your cheeky car in, you find out what's wrong with it, you get it fixed. And then you go on about your day again. All right, let's take a look. at Tate's got a 98 Toyota Camry. Said, please help. And it's all in caps. <laughs> I'm replacing the ball joints and cannot get them to detach from the steering knuckle. Do I need to go any further? 
No, he just ain't using a big enough hammer. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Doc. He, he, <laughs> it's like Joe said. Either you're going to have to get a tuning fork or get you a little bit bigger hammer and slap the floor out of it. Well, when you take that nut off and the, and the spindle's there, the, it's made out of cast iron. 90% of them are. Mm-hmm. If you turn it to the right angle with no nut on it and hit it from the side, don't try and knock the 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 threaded part of the joint down all you're going to do is mushroom that yep and it won't go through the hole but if you hit on the side and jar it because it's a tapered fit yeah and it'll knock it loose it'll just pop loose just make sure that you leave the nut on there a little bit so if it's got spring on the upper or lower control arm that don't fling out of there and hit you and hurt you you know so yeah he's talking about there's all kinds of rust on it and he thinks that the rust yeah, is, has uh, has welded it shut he needs to just spray that with some rust penetrant, let it set for a couple hours, and then come whack, back the, and whack, whack the you-know-what else out of it. <laughs> come okay? out and whack it. All right. Yeah, I said I spent over nine hours on one single boat. Yeah, it's just because he ain't hitting it hard. And he don't know. His problem is he probably don't know where to hit it. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, there's, a, there's an art to that, you know, uh, guys that do front-end and suspension work. They know all the little tricks because they've had all of these problems that mm-hmm. the, the folks out there, they're do-it-yourselfers or destroy-it-yourselfers are trying to do. Right. And a lot of times they will damage other stuff trying to do something that we do very simply. Because you do it all the time. That's correct. We know all the ins and outs, but you can't sit here and explain all that on the, on this show. But I can advise him of this. If he doesn't know how to get the... The ball joints loose. He needs to put the nuts back on it. Put the cart keys back in it. Take it somebody can. Yeah, before he gets hurt. Absolutely. Because he could get because that spring is loaded with tension on there. It could come out and hurt him. If he's got stuff off and hits it and whacks it and it comes loose and that spring comes there and hits him in the head, he's going to be uh, laid up. Well, he ain't going to be the same guy again. Yeah, hopefully he ain't dead. <laughs> yeah. Hey, something to keep in mind. Last question for you. Uh, Aaron's got a Toyota Rav Four. Four-cylinder, 2.4-liter. I don't know the name of the part. That's not a good place to start. Uh, When I was replacing the valve cover gasket in my car, I broke one of the parts which bolted on the right side of the valve cover, and it is made out of plastic, and the bolt hole on the part is metal-edged. That is gathering the wires from the ignition coils and also gathering other wires, too, I think. That is also bolted on the engine body right side, too. If anyone knows the part name, please let me know. Thank you so much in advance. Does that make any uh, sense? It could be anything. You know, it could be nothing but just a wire holder. You know, it could be a coil pack. You know, it's hard to say. No, need a little bit more here. Yeah, I know. This... It's very, very difficult. You know, if he put a valve cover on, he bolted down the, the coils bolt in. Maybe he broke the bolt holding the coil tab down. It's got a brass ring on it. Yeah. Now, anything else on that valve cover, most of them valve covers are plastic, you know. And if if, if, if he broke it or cracked it, it's going to leak. Uh, you know, I, I don't uh, – That's. I think we've done all we can do on that, Dave, all because right. without seeing it, it's going to be impossible to tell him what it is. There you go. I, I can tell him 30 things, but it ain't going to identify it's it. It's all yeah. guesswork at yeah. that point. You know, yeah. they need to take a look at that one. All right, guys, I will not see you next week. I will be in D.C. 
uh, and we won't be on together. And then we need to talk about uh, while I'm on vacation what you all want to do. So we'll dis- we'll discuss that as well. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll get that. Could be you don't hear these guys again until like uh, 13th or 14th of October. Just so you know. And is it going to be the same time? We don't. I, I'm assuming that it will be. Okay. At this point. Okay. okay. Gotcha. We got to take a break, and then Thank we'll you, be back. Uh, I'll be back at nine o'clock. Jimmy Cavan will be here. We'll see what new things we can find out about uh, King uh, Scott, the mayor of Little Rock. Let's get to it here on the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, Jimmy Cavan is with me. He's my uh, my FOIA warrior, as I call him. Comes in on Thursdays, and we talk about things. He's a muckraker, all right? There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing to be. I, I'm glad that we've got people like that here. We call it something area. else down Bethlehem Church, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know it, I'm trying to was it was it Drew Pearson back in the 70s? Was that the guy that used to do it all the time? Elizabeth. Elizabeth is here today. Good morning. Everybody's coming by to see me today. This is great. <laughs> so uh, it was, I think it's Drew Pearson. He's, he wrote a big book. It was a muckraking book back in the, in the 70s about government. And it caused it. I can't say that that way. Uh, anyway, it caused problems. Let's let's put it that way. It caused a bovine fit. How's that? There you go. Is that is that good? And and yeah, it was a great book. And uh, I was lucky enough to interview him a couple times. But he did just what you do. I mean, he, he gets Jimmy. Jimmy is he knows a lot of people, and people come up to him and say, "Hey, did you hear?" That's all you need. 
is you need somebody need people to come up. That happens to me a lot. Oh, but you got to have the intent to go find out the answer. Yes, absolutely. Without and, stopping. And you can't take at face value when somebody no. comes up and says, "Hey, did you happen to hear this?" That what they're telling you is true because there's, believe it or not, there's people who will come up to you to do that to throw you, throw you something like that to get you to start reporting on things that are not true. Probably seventy percent of what gets referred to me is not really circular what, file right it's not really what <laughs> what i'm getting told is not really what happened that's well it's never it right. is never and that's that's exactly when you got to do your due diligence i was gonna say a good reporter goes and finds out yeah. first and then goes and checks the facts you got to go check all the facts out yeah. that's why it always interests me when people will tell me something and they don't hear me mention it on the air like uh, in a couple of days. And they said, well, why aren't you talking about that? And I said, because I'm doing what we call due diligence. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm checking on you. You're checking on me? I said, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I'm sorry. But Absolutely. I, trust, I, I, don't, I don't trust what you tell me. I trust what I can prove. I, I try to pride myself on, in matter of fact, I, I work very hard at it. If I'm going to put my name with it, I tell people, if you – if I put my name with it, you may not like what I'm saying, but you can't dispute it. You can take it to the bank. Yeah, I'm and not that gonna. really makes people mad sometimes. Oh, it makes oh, it yeah. real. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And I'll, and I'll report it from, from whatever direction it comes from. That's the other thing. You know this, Elizabeth. I get in trouble because I speak out of. Uh, you know, some people say, "Well, you air our dirty laundry." No, no, we tell the facts. I'm just telling you. The f- I'm just telling people the facts. Why are you hiding it? Don't and hide a lot, it. And there's get, a lot of hiding going on on everybody's you know, part get, these days. Get Republicans, out, Democrats, it doesn't yeah, matter. Get out there and and get in front of it. Oh, I make clear I don't discriminate. Yeah, you know, if if you're bad, I don't care what party you are. If you're bad, I'm going to say it. I start, oh, but you might start, be a bad Republican if you talk bad about fellow Republicans. You know, that's I, a no-no. I start, oh. off, I start <laughs> off as I'm a good conservative. Then I'm a Republican. But most of all, I'm a good American. Well, wrong is wrong and right is right. Right. Real simple. That's yeah. what we talk about all the time. You know, we want people to know what's going on, and we want them to know who's doing what. Exactly. Right now, you know, I'm sure that Mayor Scott thinks I'm picking on him. No, I'm picking on the way he runs business, and that's not good. I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, Superintendent Thurman in Cabot wonders why I'm zeroing in on him. Because you shouldn't be making $300,000 a year. I'm sorry. You know, a lot of government officials are <laughs> – it was in the paper the other day, but they're having to field a huge number of FOIA request these days good. on several different levels okay which is a good thing yeah, it's a good thing um the conway superintendent is probably wondering why he's received more than one in the last couple of weeks about his foyers about his salaries as well, well. what's interesting about that is me and elizabeth had, had talked and um on some stuff and she said hey i want to look at some information at conway superintendent and we've been looking at conway yeah. yeah and so we visited about a couple of things so she sent a freedom of information request and then uh, for basically uh, salary and it, compensation right. for the superintendent. Yeah. And then what got interesting is she got her information, so then I sent 
basically the same one, and my information is somewhat different than yours. Isn't that right? And you saw my note from yesterday. Yeah. All of a sudden, the superintendent has sent me now another message and said, oh, we, we forgot and left out yeah. some stuff, and here's some other stuff about your FOIA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. and, uh, so it's just interesting. In, in well, here, here's the key. I want everybody to understand this. I'm just me, okay? It's me in a radio show. That that is exactly what it is. Bully pulpit, sir. All right, and and I I bring forth what I can I can get. Uh, I can't bring forth everything because I don't have a staff. It's not like I got a paid staff. God bless him. Love Rush Limbaugh. I I, I wonder what Rush would be saying right now if he was still alive about this Biden administration. The lion POSs that they are drive me nuts. I mean, they sit on camera, look directly at the camera and the American people and lie to them. Most recent examples, a vice president, the border is secure. Yeah. Come on. The ends justifies Come the on. means for right. them. I mean, just, they just, will achieve their goals no matter what they do to ruin our country. If you, you, know? if you tell enough people, if you just say it every day that the world is flat... <laughs> Then it's you say go- it every day. At some point, people, people are going to start believing. <laughs> right. They go by the Google School of uh, PR. Okay, that's that's what they do. But I, I, you know, if I had the money, I'd hire some people. Sure. But I can't. So what do I do? I depend. I depend on people like you, Jimmy, who do this out of basically the goodness of your heart, because you believe right is right and wrong is wrong. Same thing with Elizabeth. I've used Elizabeth in the past. I use, I use her now if she come if she if Elizabeth calls me. She knows this for a fact. If she calls and leaves me a voicemail, I'll be back in touch. Well, I'm not the only one though. I mean, you have there's a, a, lot a, a wide range of of uh, a but, network. But that's what I've got to do. I that's mean, right. I wish yeah. look I ho- I, it didn't happen last night. I bought my lotto ticket. <laughs> if I had, if I'd won fifty million dollars after taxes. This show would change. No, 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 no. I'd still be on. I'd still be on the air. But I'd be hiring people. Oh, absolutely. And this this show would get real serious. It's you and serious I could be now, co-directors. But, yeah, That's right. It would get really, really serious really, really fast because we could. I could bring it to you at that point. I think it's pretty serious now. Yeah, I mean, well, you do it a good is. Job. You do a great job of getting the information out. Just getting the out. information out. That's what I try to do. But, boy, I do so, so much more I wish I could do. Elizabeth, Don't though. we all, right? Elizabeth has <laughs> talked to me. Me, she's, too. She's yeah. listened to me talk about this for years now. Well, and Jimmy, you know, I mean, he stays busy doing this stuff, volunteer time. I mean, yeah. people who want to know the truth. And we talked about this. You make the time to do what's right. Well, I, I told Elizabeth we had a conversation last week, and we've really, since we started talking, we really in, enjoy visiting because it's I always say that, that some people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and that's not true. The old dog's just got to be willing to learn. So that's right. by talking to Elizabeth and people like Elizabeth, I learn things. Oh, no, we and all get, share. Yeah. We all share. We all share. And, uh, well, bottom line is this, just so you all know, you know, I have high regard for Jimmy. I have super high regard for Elizabeth. Super. And she knows that. 
She knows that. Uh, we have been friends for years well, now. We worked together for very closely for many, many years yeah. there. And uh, and and continually and will work together. If I if I've got questions, I know I can call her and ask her. Oh, I think oh, since me and Elizabeth have been talking, we've probably got a pretty good future together, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I mean, for Does your you, husband know that? <laughs> you know, we've been, I, we have spent a lot of time at our household just recently on FOIA. I've got four active ones going at the moment, and it does take time, and it does take a lot of effort. And yes, Jimmy and I have talked about this. His spouse knows the same thing. It's, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, sometimes I just say, hey, I'll see you in a couple of days. That's I'm going to be in my office. I'm sorry. I've got things I've got to do. Because um, well, a lot spend, of it's timely. You well, know? You can, I, can spend, I can spend five hours to tell you five minutes of information. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. always way more than even what we write on FaulknerCountyReports.com. Well, there's always background that yeah. you've got to give yeah. people. Yeah. You've got to give background. Yeah. Okay, we've got to take a break. And and Elizabeth knows that term a lot. What new stuff do we know about Mayor Scott coming up? Yeah, that's coming up. She knows how I I also tell people to come back and stick around because there is some interesting things. We're going to talk about the Conway Superintendent Schools as well. All that's coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Eric Coleman and Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All these people I talk about on the air, they make this show possible. Please visit them. Please give them your business. And Hillcrest Designer uh, Jewelry, whether it's you need a repair done on a piece of, of jewelry, whether you just need it cleaned, Eric Coleman wants to help you. And uh, by you helping him, you help this show. Uh, 3000 Cavanaugh, where he's located at Sweet E. 501-246-3655 is his number. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6 and uh, over 40 years of experience, highest quality jewelry, services. Uh, you get all the quality jewelry on display from other people. But once you look at what he's done, Eric's done, you may not want what anybody else is doing. Estate jewelry, you name it, he does it. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Jimmy's here today. Elizabeth, who was in the area uh, stuck her head in the door and said, hey, what's going on? I said, come on, be on the show. Here <laughs> so, I am. <laughs> so she, she's in, in, on the st- in the studio in front of a microphone. All right, so, Jimmy, let's uh, do. where do we want to start? Do we want to go to Conway? Do we want to come here to Little Rock and talk more about Mayor Scott and what's going on there? And do we want to say something about what's happening in Cabot? I, well, we can, we can do all. I think a, a, a good place to start, though, is uh, just a quick update on the – Mayor Frank Scott issue, uh, the trip they took to Memphis at the Peabody Hotel where they spent $6,315 in two days. And, you know, we had talked about they didn't have the itemized receipts uh, that I... Which, by law, they're supposed to have. Yes. And I I talked to two... I confirmed with not one, but two people that were that were there that were part of the executive staff that alcohol was provided to them at no cost uh i haven't said that yet because i wanted to wait till i got a little more well i talked to tom carpenter a while back and he had actually put an email to me that he had purchased a malt uh scotch malt liquor that he paid for himself and but we've got a little further a guy named mike willingham and Little Rock actually just posed the question to him in an email about it. So here's Tom, here's Tom's response about the alcohol in Memphis. Okay, he said, "Dear Mike, 
I cannot answer your question as to the credit card use. What I know is that during the retreat for the Office of Executive Administration that was held in Memphis, prior to dinner, there was a gathering in the atrium of the Peabody Hotel. People ordered alcoholic beverages, but they did not have to pay for them. Whether this was some kind of grant or private money, I cannot tell you. I also remember that people who people ordered alcohol beverages with dinner, and I do not know how they were purchased, but I understand they were not paid for by the persons that ordered them. If you have heard Jimmy Cavins' comments, I purchased a single malt scotch during the <laughs> gathering, but I paid for it myself. I was told that I did not have to do so, but I do not remember it told me. What I remember is that I would never let any government pay for a single malt scotch, and as my dad used to say, if you ask to, if you have to ask how much it is, you can't afford it. That's right. Now that's that's Tom Carpenter. If you don't know Tom Carpenter, that's that's Tom Carpenter Carpenter fashion. But I think what's <laughs> what's the big point is that you have the city attorney for Little Rock stating yes, alcohol was purchased for the executive team members at that function. Yet we don't have an itemized receipt by design, but we have a memo from the mayor's office to the city CFO saying we don't have an itemized receipt, but please uh, accept this memo in lieu. It's all okay, though. We're we're on it. And, oh, by the way, in the memo it says, oh, there were no alcoholic beverages purchased. Why even make that statement? Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, my response was, how do we know? See, in the military, we call that CYA. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, but I th- is that not an interesting statement by Tom Carpenter, though? Well, and then we had the letter that we got from Larry Jagley that I had called and questioned him uh, about coming on the show. And he wrote me a very nice little mischief back and said that uh, he couldn't right now because – they were investigating. Ongoing right. investigation. Yeah, they are investigating. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's all I basically wanted to hear, because that tells me that they are actively looking at the things that Jimmy has brought up on the show. They very much are, and uh, Deputy Prosecutor Jill, uh, Jill Camps is leading that investigation. Uh, you know, she has talked to me, I can't tell you how many times she is going through this. I've actually filed a new incident report on a separate FOIA violation. And why did you do it? I, I, I filed it because they're just still not following the law. That, that's right. They and, continue to break the law. And it's and I, I guess they don't get it. I've tried to tell people, I'm like country music. I'm here to stay. And every time you violate the law, I'm going to go with the prosecutor's office, and I'm going to seek prosecution. Well, and more no. and more FOIA cases are being adjudicated, and the government is getting their hands slapped right and left who and fined. Who was here in, in Arkansas that was just found guilty of not following FOIA? Oh, Lord, there's a lot of stuff there going on. There was a up. big case that just came the out. The Huntsville, Huntsville School District, among other things, okay. with Mr. Joey McCutcheon out of Fort right. Smith. Yeah. Right, who's a good guy. Those are civil yeah, acts. We've had and Joey Fort up. Smith City itself over the flags. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on up there. Yeah, and, and I talked to Joey McCutcheon the other day, and he's a fabulous attorney, and, and he's doing really good work on FOIA, and, and he's doing it for the right reason. There's a civil path. He's the Fort Smith edition of Robert Steinbach. Yes, I would say I would say so. And he's really t- taken a lead. In, uh, in matter of fact, uh, uh, he's got a 
website that I was going to talk about. I'm, the name escapes me now. I can't believe I didn't write it down. Uh, but I will put it on my Facebook page. Uh, they've got a website that is really good resource uh, for things. That's from a civil end, mm-hmm. in which which I'm probably going to go down to. Okay, right now I'm going down the criminal end, which is a path that nobody really chooses, but I'm I'm going to do it. A serious path. <laughs> yeah, it's a very serious path. Well, you know, everybody needs to. The reason it's being done is not to make people look ridiculously make them look ridiculous it's not typically not hard to make a, po- a politician look ridiculous government that's officials fairly it's easy. transparency yeah that that's the key and the big key is where's your taxpaying money going they take enough of it don't you want to know how they spend it and then when you ask you don't get a straight answer yeah they don't want to give you they, the the, they the word on it they fight it and you know my, my thing is about right and wrong, and both of you know that, but I, I try to tell people, look, if you just follow policy, law, and ethics, Jimmy Cabin's got nowhere to go. Just do the right thing. It's yeah. pretty straightforward. Elizabeth, what do I always say? Follow the what? Follow the money. Always follow the money. The money. I'm pretty good at that. That's what you got that. to do. Follow, <laughs> always. You do. You do a good job. Money and power is what it's always and all the, about, FOIA, one or the other. FOIA, thank God, is a way that we can do that. And they have to comply with it. Well, they don't have to. In the sense or they that they can, choose, they can choose not to, which they do often. And it's getting more and more That's, expensive and more and more, um, I don't want to use the word dangerous, but it's becoming more fraught with peril for the government to be doing that. because. Well, it's, it's like I tell everybody, I can say, you can request all day long, and the law says they have to. The question is, will they? And yeah. they don't. And, and what kind what, of teeth the are there if they don't? That's that's right, but that's where you've got to you got to be willing to fight. Yeah, and our Arkansas laws are strong. Yes, they okay. are. Okay, and probably again, the strongest in the union, to be honest. I believe they are in the. In I the believe country. we probably have yeah. some of the strongest. Yeah. And if you push the point, then it does go to court, and the courts are adjudicating and ruling on in behalf of the favor, people. Believe it of or not, of the people in our favor. And, and that's now good. your attorney gets paid his attorney's fees. That right. just changed this year. And that's a big thing. You need to become an attorney. <laughs> I barely got through high school. I think I think they did. They finally just said, "Give Kevin a piece of paper and let's get him gone." I mean, so. yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, we're going to take a, another break. We're at the halfway point. We're going to come back, and uh, I'm I'm going to have Jimmy bring us up to date on all this stuff about Scott, and then uh, we want to uh, get brought up to date on what's happening in Cabot, and then last but not least. We've opened up a new line of investigation into Conway, so we want to talk about mm-hmm. that, and we might try to suck Elizabeth into that discussion as well, since she's been working hard over in Conway for some time. All right, it's Dave Ellswick Show. Of course, it's uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Don't forget, I'm in Washington, D.C. next week. Hold their feet to the fire. Wednesday and Thursday, we're broadcasting live from the nation's capital. Time now for your news. ICU Protection, a great guy, does a job, does it well. You'll pay for the service. You don't have to pay for the hardware. That all comes to you absolutely free, becomes yours. And uh, whether it's cameras, whether it's door and window sensors, motion uh, detection, whatever, about five, I guess about four or five months now I've been with ICU. I'm really pleased with them. Somebody shows up, uh, rolls up into my driveway, 
in, uh, I'm immediately find out my 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 smartphone. My phone's smarter than I am. Uh, immediately <laughs> puts pictures up so that I can see who's trying to to visit me and uh, gives me a, a heads up. But that's what ICU protection can do for you. Billy Mac, be happy to talk to you. These are the same people who take care of Nuke One. So know if they can take care of a reactor, they can take care of what I consider my living room. 501-205-1333 is their number. 501-205-1333. Remember, you pay for the service, not the hard work. Uh, hardware. That's Billy Mack of ICU Protection. Jimmy Cavan is here. Elizabeth Otolaro is here. It's always nice to have her to stop by and visit with me. Uh, she is up to up to her ears in what's going on over in Faulkner County, and uh, always pleasant to have her stop by and and visit with her. Uh, but let's talk with Jimmy some more. Okay, you you let you let up with. Uh, with um, uh, King Scott, why don't you go ahead and continue? <laughs> All right, I guess. Uh, why don't we talk about the Kevin School Board? Oh, we can, yeah, we can talk okay. about that. Uh, if people that have seen the shows will remember that that the Kevin School Board had illegally voted to. We did a deep dive into how much was the superintendent really being right. paid. And there's what's on his contract, and then there's all these extra payments. And so basically, the Cabot School District, uh, when I started digging into it, there was nothing basically on the website or on record, so I forced them to produce some things. So they produced resolutions for the past three years in which they approved all these extra bonuses, uh, reimbursements, uh, car allowance, uh, $12,000 car allowance, uh, per year, plus all the fuel, oil changes, everything—a lot of, a lot of money. Okay, right? they're supposed to vote on all that. That's publicly. Not, you're not supposed to just write a resolution. You're supposed to vote on it, and it's supposed to be a transparent, in front of the public vote. Exactly. And so, any resolution is supposed to go before the board in public for a public vote. And they actually claim they did this. Now, it goes back three years because of the statute of limitations uh, on this type of stuff. I could only go back one year as far as legal matters. So what I'm doing is they claim that they uh, passed the resolution for his current package in February uh, February 15th of this year. And they have it signed this past this day. Okay. The problem is, is when I went back to look at the minutes from that meeting... There's no mention of the resolution. There's no vote for the resolution. Hmm. What's the date on the contract? The, well, the date on the resolution is the 15th. Okay. Uh, they said they passed it on the 15th, which at the 15th board meeting. But it's the, and, and we remember that date because that's my birthday. Okay. <laughs> it, uh, so, so there's nothing in the board minutes. And board minutes are a legal document, okay? And if it has to be recorded or it didn't happen. There is nothing on video, the video of the meeting, where they did this. I went back and looked, uh, even when they came out of executive session. So at that point, I pointed out to them in an email on August 1st. I said, look, the resolution was never voted on. I said it was done illegally, but I'm going to give you the opportunity at the next school board meeting, which would have been, I think, uh, 
three weeks later in August, to give you the opportunity to go into that meeting, present the resolution, get a proper motion, a proper second, and a proper vote, and then you've done it legally and we're good. They did not do that. And it's so... Me being me, I gave them ample time, so a few days ago I went and filed an incident report with the Cabot Police Department for them violating uh, laws in Title 25 and Title 6, and as far as to uh, contract laws in Title 6. And uh, I got the report, and then I went to, uh, day four yesterday, I went to Cabot District Court once I had the report. I filled the complaint out there, and in Cabot District Court, they uh, every court kind of does their a little bit different. But I actually uh, was required, and I did so, to raise my right hand and swear out affidavit for warrant for arrest of each board member. And so I raised my right hand, and I swore to it because it's the truth. And so right now... We're seeking prosecution for each board member, not Tony Thurman, because it's not on him, it's on the board members, but each board member, and I'll either be meeting with City Attorney Ben Hooper uh, tomorrow, Monday, probably at the latest, about it. There's no shield for them personally. They are liable. They are liable. Yep. Because it's it's a criminal yep. offense. 2519-104 is a Class C misdemeanor. Yep. yep. And so... Uh, I'm going to take one step further and say, you know, your 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 uh, district attorneys can't represent you in this. I was gonna say, where is Taxpayer their attorney case. not giving them good advice over there right. at that school board? And, uh, they have an attorney on staff. Yeah, they're not doing a good job for them. They're general counsel, and, they, and I agree. <laughs> I agree, but they also use Beckett, Billings, and Keys on. Oh, a lot the go-to of leftist organization yeah. that helps all the school boards, it, uh, uh, which they very seldom get them involved unless it's a lawsuit or something like this. He generally relies on Lisa Seacrest, his, his general counsel, but they put a deal on their website yesterday that anybody can go reading on their on their Facebook page and they basically said you know of course when I sent those emails to Chief Steely down there who I like I really like Chief Steely uh, and to Ben Hooper City Attorney telling them I was going to file an instant report and do all this and you know just give them a heads up of course that got to Thurman and the board. Of course. So they kind of preempted and did a little article yesterday on the website they said there's a Faulkner County resident seeking to file an instant report and they start making their defense of it do they often post on their facebook page things of that sort not not really they'll post our school district sure wouldn't do it they, well, they don't say bad about anybody well, they're not we saying anything. everybody they're not saying they're what they're doing is they're they're defending themselves yes. but and but even still to bring it to the public's attention i don't know that conway public they schools Cabot, would ever do Cabot that does it in a sense because anytime anybody pushes out out at them they go to attack them and they do it very publicly, which fine with me. I like to fight, and so and so they put that on there, and I immediately commented on their page. I said, "Well, look, you know, I didn't seek, I did," and I informed them that it's weasel go. words, weasel words. Yeah, I informed them that I did. So obfuscate the issue a little bit. Yeah. Well, we're seeking. No, I did it. Yeah, and so I'm going to actually do a write up on it. Um, probably by Sunday, and put all the documents and all the facts out there. So we've got that. We're actually, I'm actually seeking prosecution for each board member and because they violated the law. Now, the question is, are we going to find out, does the law apply to all of us? 
or just some of us. And so we're going to find that out from the from the city and the court at that point. Yeah, and, uh, well, this is the only thing that you can do. And this is what our elected officials have allowed us to do. They've given us the ability with FOIA and whatever to be able to get this done. This would not have to be done if people were following the rules. Gave them the opportunity, right? I was going to say, I love the idea that you've told them, what, three times, this is going to happen. That's you it. need to do something. It's going to happen. I'm going to follow up. I, I think and the that's key, the way it needs to be. Citizens yeah. have got to make government accountable. Well, I think you have to be – you also want to be reasonable. It's just not about attacking. You have to say, hey, here's It's it not about the attack. It's yeah. to get the situation resolved. Exactly. Appropriately and, so, and correctly and transparently. And I think you have to you have to be reasonable and say, hey, I'm going to be reasonable here. You screwed up. You know, get, Here's a chance to fix it. Yeah, complain. Absolutely. And then if they don't, well, then you you're saying, you know, okay, go do what you got to do. Well, I will, and I got to do what I got to do yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm gonna do it. And so I I think people are kind of scratching their head. And go, did, did he really? And I said, yeah, because they're not violate. They're not following the law, and it, the law applies to them. They think it does. And they thought weasel words would kind of get them yeah. out of it. Yeah. yeah. And let me just say this: if Mayor Scott is paying attention. If you're seeing what's going on in Cabot, don't think it can't come around to Little Rock. It is. I've, we're already working with prosecutors, and I'd like to say I'm filing. I am filing. Same rules an, apply. <laughs> I, I just filed another instant report on a four-year violation on Mayor Frank Scott, and I'm already talked to the prosecutor, and we're seeking prosecution on that. And th- there is some. I was talking with a guy the other day that. Uh, yeah, we're talking about doing some civil action too. It you know, so, so yeah, and it's not the same thing with Frank Scott. It's not. We just said, hey, we're not do just it right. look. We're not. This is not a personal vendetta. This is nothing more than doing what the media is supposed to do. That's true. that's 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 correct. In, this is what this is what. A free press is supposed to do, not like what the TV stations in Little Rock do and not cover nothing. Or the print media except, in Little Rock. Yeah. Except for Channel 4. Okay, they, yeah. They, I mean, Mitch, Mitch. Matter of fact, uh, Channel 4 and Mitch have caught a lot of blowback from the mayor's office. Uh, and that video that I obtained that they didn't that uh, that they didn't realize was being videoed. <laughs> the, yeah, the off the record, but you can't stand in front of public cameras, cameras and say things. Because, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, they 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 really had Channel Four and Mitch McCord really had a lot of blowback because they are the only ones that dare to ask the city hall questions and FOI to and be reporters. Right. Exactly. That's what that's what your free press is about. You and I had this conversation on a different show because when I talked about Mitch McCoy and what he was doing and how they how they literally ambushed him and tried to intimidate him and bully him, they just didn't realize they did it in front of the city camera mm-hmm. with audio. And so and uh but but I I, I you and I, you and I talked about this. This is so foreign to me that I am taking up for a media outlet. <laughs> it does feel odd, doesn't it's it? It's very odd. <laughs> but if you know me, you know I, I'm a bully fighter, and if you're being bullied, 
you know, I'm going to take up for you. Well, one of our buddies says, I will always, you know, quoting, I'm sorry, I don't know which historical figure, but I will always do the right thing with people who want to do the right thing, and I will never do the wrong thing with the people who don't want to do the right and, uh, thing. And Dave, so that's Dave, it. Dave will tell you, you know, we joke about it, but I'm, I build myself as a professional bully fighter. and, um, and the, Bully, not belly. Yeah, bully. <laughs> and somebody said, well, you're a bully. I said, you're absolutely right. I bully bullies, and I'm proud of it. Right. I, I don't know about bullying when you're just asking people to follow let's get the law. Our final, let's get our final break in, and then let's move to Faulkner County. And let's talk about Conway. We want to do a little bit about that. I did a story on what happened over there on, on the two, I guess, Tuesday night. They had the school board meeting. That was a debacle. But uh, we, will, we will take a break, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about the superintendent. Twelve minutes till ten on the Dave Ellswick Show. East End Towing reminds you, you need to tow. Remember their number, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. So what happens to your car if it breaks down? Well, they're going to tow it for you. But what happens if you're towing your camper? What do you do with that? What happens if you're towing a boat? All of those things can be taken care of by East End Towing. All you have to do is call them, 501-888-8849. As I told you a couple weeks ago, I asked asked Jimmy uh, during one of our conversations if we could work our way through the different school boards here in central Arkansas and start looking at how much the superintendents are making. And uh, I added on to that today, in fact, in the meeting. I said, I also want to know, Jimmy, if we can pull it together. You know, what's what's the administrative staff around uh, the superintendent? It's not just the superintendent. What's the assistant superintendent? How many assistant superintendents? Let's Let's find out. Let's get the whole ball of wax for the taxpayers. Sure, and and we're working on that. It's it, it's it, going to take time. You're just going, like I said, I didn't win the lotto last night. If I did, <laughs> I just would tell Jimmy he's hired. It, uh, yeah, it's going to take time, but it's it, but it's worth doing. It's worth doing. Uh, in comparison to Tony Thurman at Cabot, uh, what I did is I looked at the superintendent at Conway. Okay, and because there's there's a lot of information out there, but what I did is I asked for the actual payment, all payments. All meaning all. You got all the money right to there. To that person. And so for the the 20, like say, schools go by uh, school years. So it will start J- July 1st of one year and go to June 30th of the next year. Okay, that's their fiscal way. So so basically, uh, the superintendent Conway for the 2021-2022 uh, school year uh, got paid $242,833.36. That's according to payments that they gave me. Okay, his contract is for two hundred twenty thousand dollars, and his contract is also a stipulation that he gets a thousand dollars per month. No reason for it; just he gets a thousand dollars a month. I don't know why they just didn't say the contract's for two hundred thirty-two thousand. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, and so, so basically, uh, that would add up to two hundred thirty two thousand. He's got he actually got paid two hundred and forty two thousand eight hundred and thirty three dollars and thirty six cents. Uh but there's also uh I've got some digging to do into those numbers still, but also there's some unused vacation leave. 
that totaled seven thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars and thirty-six cents. They get paid for that? Yeah, un- at un- the end of every year. Right, it's really? unused vacation. Oh, okay, and, uh, okay. That's, which, that's which, nice. Which in the contract, it's. I'm not. I'm not saying I agree with the that the that they're that that's the way to do it, but they legally. Can do they it. can do it. It's the, the way they do it, and it's legal. Right. Most businesses now, that used to be a business practice. Right. Most businesses now, it's the old use it or, or lose it. it. I, can, I can tell you, in most government agencies, there's no payout for vacation. Hardly anybody you, I know right. pays for unused right. vacation. And in government agencies, state agencies, there's, that doesn't work. Uh-uh. You either use it or it's gone. That's right. There and, is some carryover involved, but right. no, you use it or lose it or carry it right. over. Right. Now, keep in mind, this is this is for his contract, not everybody's contract. That's correct. So so basically, you know, he that's what he made. He also... In fairness, you know, we talk about Tony getting a $12,000 a year uh, car allowance. The, the Conway School District actually provides the superintendent of vehicle. It's a t- really? It's a, yeah, it's a 2017 uh, F50, Ford F-15 pickup truck. But the contract allows him to ask for and get paid for maintenance and, you know, running a personal vehicle. So right. how does that but, work? Well, it, it, it doesn't. There are no payments for that to how him. How interesting. There are no reimbursements uh, okay. on here for, for So we have an issue where he has a car that's not really codified in the paperwork anywhere. It, it is. It is hmm. in the sense that it's in his contract that they'll provide him a vehicle. Oh, is it in the contract? Yes. I missed it. Sorry. It's, and, uh, it's in the contract that they're going to provide him a district-owned vehicle, well, which they did. You know what would be nice? What's the average <clears throat> age of vehicles that people own oh, in, gosh, in, over yeah. in Conway? Maybe that's the kind of car he should be driving. Well, I can tell you this. This mm-hmm. is a 2017 model. Oh, I'll tell you that the average person in Conway is not driving a five-year-old. No, 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 no. But I, but I want to put. Yeah, that's why I say these are the, the actual facts. It's a 2017 uh, Ford F-150 pickup truck. Just from my experience in in uh, in life, this was kind of really his first full year. I would look for next year. He's probably going to be driving something yep. nicer, newer, nicer, a fancier, nicer right? car. Probably. Yeah, that's just that's just my educated guess. I wonder if it'll be electric. Yes. It, uh, <laughs> now compare that with with Tony uh, uh, Tony Thurman, who with reimbursements last year he got paid two hundred eighty six thousand in uh, actual payroll payments right, right. and then with the reimbursements he got he was well over 290,000 so basically you're looking roughly a $50,000 difference uh in the in the two and the school districts are roughly the same size yes roughly yes now take North Little Rock school district and for example I'd already done work on Greg Pulaski there and in the 2021-2022 school year uh he made $206,300 and that is with a five thousand dollar performance bonus, whereas Tony Thurman gets anywhere, was getting anywhere between twenty and thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year in performance bonuses. So, if you and can, what kind of performance was it? What sixty three percent? I think fifty. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was like fifty, fifty two or fifty three percent across the board. Now the figures different for each grade level, but as far as across overall. the board, overall fifty two or fifty three percent of uh, students at cabinet are not reading a grade level. Reading if grade you level. had a business and your product was failing 
47% of the time, you would not get a, you would not be in business. Now, well, not only be in business, but you wouldn't keep the people that you hired to keep you in business. Yeah, that's in right. Business. That's so right. for so here's here's quickly here's two school districts that are the same level as Cabot. One is fifty thousand dollars less than Tony Thurman with the superintendent. The other one is what roughly uh, eighty to ninety thousand less North Little Rock than Thurman. So there's two school districts right there where Thurman is leaving them in the dust as far as pay. All right. Jimmy Cavan will be back with me on October 13th because I'm out of out of pocket next week in D.C. and then on vacation for two weeks, and then he'll return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Elizabeth. Dave Ellswick Show. See you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.